Hi, this is Leslin from Try This at Home. Do you find yourself frustrated about emails and texting behavior? Electronic communication is a way of life and we're bringing up some of the complications. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and settle in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Good morning, Leslie. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, recently went to court. Um, I was in a car accident a month ago. I think right. we had talked mm-hmm. about that. We did. And um, it was the other driver's fault. She was cited and had to go to court because she was fighting the ticket that she received for reckless operation of a motor vehicle. And was that the ticket? Reckless operation? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I was a little frustrated because I, I went to court yesterday. There was a witness and the cop and everybody. And um, they, they gave me a lot of power. She wanted to plead it down so she didn't have points on her license. Mm-hmm. She had recently gotten a ticket like a month ago that put points on her license. And so she wanted to plead down, and it was completely up to me. If I wanted her to have the points, I could have said, nope, we're going to trial. And the what police officer. What did you do? Yeah, it was really hard. The officer's like, there's more than enough evidence to convict her. She, you know, If you want her to have the points, she'll get it. If you want her to plead down to like, I think it was like unsafe leaving her lane, you know, mm-hmm. um, she would still pay fees and stuff, but she wouldn't get points on her license. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult, by the way. <laughs> um, but I let her plead down, so she didn't get the points. What was difficult about that decision for you? Well, she was very apologetic to me after the accident, immediately after it. I mean, it was a pretty bad accident. It, mm-hmm. it totaled my car mm-hmm. and did over $30,000 in damage to my vehicle. Is that crazy? Yeah, and it, and it totaled hers as well. Is that right? Both um, cars? Yeah, yeah. And it she was very apologetic at first. And I, you know, I gave her a hug and I said, I understand accidents happen. Like, I'm just glad all of our kids are okay, you know. Um, and because that's how I would want someone to treat me mm-hmm. if I had caused a pretty bad accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but the officer came in to the, to the room that I was waiting in and said, you know, she went in there and was talking to me and she's trying to blame the accident on your speed. And <clears throat> it was such that it, I mean, it is very clear to me and everyone and the witness and the police officer that my speed had nothing to do with it because she was in front of me um, and pulled a U-turn in the middle of the country road without looking. <laughs> um, and it was hot. I was ready to be gracious until I found out she was trying to blame it on me. And that mm-hmm. was really difficult to like swallow my pride, I guess, or whatever, and still give her the benefit of the doubt. All that defensiveness. Yeah. Well, yeah, good for you sorry. for doing the gracious thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I hope it. Um, um, I hope it turns out okay. You know. I hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah. 
For sure. So that's my interesting story. <laughs> well, maybe she was texting. She actually was texting. Was she? Are she you actually kidding? Actually, was they? They. I, I guess I shouldn't say that with as much certainty, but the witness saw her on her phone, and her phone was like laying in front of the vehicle, which I guess is an indicator that hmm. she was on the phone. I don't know. So, our our whole conversation yeah. today <laughs> is going to be about electronic communication. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, every state, as far as I'm aware of, has laws about driving and texting. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I wonder how many people, if they were honest, would would acknowledge that they drive and text. I do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. I I try not to do it while I'm moving, but I'm I'm sometimes I am in the car seat. Yeah. I I do some voice to text, but I can do that hands free. Mm-hmm. You know, if I just say "Hey Siri," and then yeah. I you know, yeah. um. So I try not to pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my daughter's high school friends, and I don't know if she was directly friends with him, um, he went under a semi oh. as he was texting, and they only pieced that together because the time of the accident correlated to the time of a text his girlfriend received. Oh, jeez. And... Um, yeah, it was, you yeah. know, he was killed on impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know that there's stories like that out All there over. constantly. Yeah. But our conversation today really isn't about the tragedy of texting. Right. It's right. more about the annoyances. And the day-to-day implications yeah. that, you know, emails and texts and stuff has on your life. And this is such a, I was actually pretty eager to talk about this because, I mean, I'm no different than anybody else, I'm sure, but I get a lot of emails and a lot of texts. I feel like I'm pulled constantly by my email and my texts when I don't want to be, and I feel a lot of guilt about not responding in the way that I think people think I should. <laughs> There's that word. There is, and I, you know, when we were talking about this before we started recording, What's interesting is we acknowledge that we kind of are looking at this topic from two different perspectives. Yeah, which I think is so interesting. It is. So share your perspective because I think it is. When we talk about electronic communication, you you think of it as? So when I think about emails and texts that I have to respond to, I view it as a task that needs completed. Mm -hmm. I need to empty my multiple inboxes. And I guess when I say inboxes, I I mean (laughs) my email accounts, Mm -hmm. and I also mean Facebook Messenger, and I also mean Instagram DMs, and my personal text account. Like, there are so many ways that people can reach you now. Mm -hmm. I view that as a task that needs completed. Mm -hmm. And specifically, I get frustrated at times because I feel like I have no control over these tasks that get added to my to-do list because I have no control over whether or not someone chooses to send me an email. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm at the mercy of the emails that I receive. Do you feel the same way about the letters in your mailbox? No, no. Be- well, mm-hmm. first of all, because I don't, I don't get many, mm-hmm. first of all. And for, you know, it's kind of interesting because I think culture has changed so that people used to look forward to getting like mail mail, mm-hmm. and they, they don't really anymore. Although mm-hmm. now it's just, it's, it kind of is a treat if you get something, mm-hmm. not a bill in the mail or yeah. junk yeah. mail. 
but I don't even get bills in the mail anymore. So much of my no, stuff is online. electronic. Yeah, yeah, us too. Um, but I feel very much like there is a an external pressure on me to respond to emails within X time frame and texts in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll give an example. Can I interrupt you? Oh, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm curious to know, is this a business email or is this a personal or business text or personal? Both. So do you have the same attitude about both? Um, no, I definitely am. I definitely respond uh, quicker to personal emails, generally speaking. Um, and I don't feel the same kind of pressure. I feel like, especially with social media these days, if I don't respond to a customer email within a quote-unquote reasonable amount of time, which for some people is hours, and you know, for me, I think a couple days is reasonable, but I am increasingly feeling like my expect my own expectation is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very aware that people are going to publicly announce on Facebook page or Facebook group or Instagram comment that I'm not responding. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's simply not true. It's not that I'm not responding. It's that I haven't responded yet. So that's hard for me. So it's instead of thinking of it like an all or none, it's more of a, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Correct. But it, what's interesting is that you approach this topic from a task perspective and that's yep. maybe your planner background yeah, like in yeah. the list thing if you listen to some of our really early episodes yeah you talk a lot about lists and organization yep and yet i see all of this electronic stuff as a form of communication which right I which think makes by, sense for your background. well and by definition yeah. it's a form of communication that is calling for you to do something which right. is the task sure. right yeah it's both but I think the key to what you're feeling is that word that you indicated. Yeah. The should. Right. Right. And and I also think there's a huge difference between the responsibilities of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in their need to engage with clients and customers yep. versus people who maybe work in corporate America and can walk away from their office computer, although, you know, how many people work from home these days. Right. And their email's always on their phone, so they really, I mean, rarely can you really get away. Yeah, and so most of this really applies to just setting personal boundaries. Right. I came home last night, I saw seven clients back-to-back, and I had a client text me, and we went back and forth about something for a minute. And then I said, I hope you have a great night. We'll pick this up again at your next session. Right. And for me, that was an end, right? Cause I'm sure. pretty sure if I hadn't have done that, we could have kept going <laughs> yeah. and I was just super tired. And yeah. so what happened, what I did there is I set a limit for myself. Right. When in, in terms because, the danger of this electronic, there's a couple of them. One is you're always available. Right. And because you have a phone in your hand, you're always looking at it. So you, yep. each one of us have to set a personal boundary, especially with work-related things, mm-hmm. that we are going to step out between certain hours. Yep. Right? Last week when I went on vacation, or two weeks ago when I was on vacation, um, 
I had a voicemail on my phone that said, I'm out of the country. Right. I'm not I'm able to take your call. I wasn't going to answer calls while sure. I was in Europe, even though technology allows me to do that now. Yeah. I took time off. Right. Right. We're all entitled to You're that. You're allowed, yeah. We're all entitled to go home and, right. and settle in with our families for the evening. Yeah. But we're the ones that have to be responsible for that. If somebody texts you mm-hmm. tonight, you don't have the responsibility to get back to them. Now, if it's business, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still the next day, right? Yeah, and I think that's where, and, and probably for small business owners in particular, obviously both of us are well-versed in this mm-hmm. arena, it's a little different um, because... It, it's almost like people think that you're more accessible. But you have to set that limit. Right. Yeah. So I'll give a great example. I got a text message from a client last night, and I'm picking up my phone here so that I can tell you when I received the text message. It was yesterday at 8 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of, you know, normal business mm-hmm. hours, mm-hmm. right? And this person is asking me to do something right when I get in in the morning for them. Mm-hmm. So we were, I was being given about 12 hours notice. Mm-hmm. And I'm a people pleaser. We've well established this. So my <laughs> natural tendency is that I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, if I can, I will. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like helping people. Mm-hmm. I really do. Sure. Um, and, you know, but it was 8 o'clock and I had just had a crummy evening of, you know, my kids were kind Getting. of, yeah, being a little eh. And I'd had the stress of, you know, what I talked about, you know, the court date and everything. And um, so I didn't respond because I was doing other things. I actually took a bath. And you don't I have an obligation at that moment I outside ab- of normal business That's hours. right. I mm-hmm. absolutely don't. And this morning, the plan was that I was going to get up. My husband took my children to school. And I came here where mm-hmm. we're recording to mm-hmm. record a podcast. You're working. I'm working. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I got a text message um, I still hadn't responded, by the way, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I had a plan. Mm-hmm. I, I was doing that. And uh, 9.22, I get a text message. Am I coming in today with a million exclam- or question marks? Mm-hmm. And so I responded. I'm recording podcasts right now, but I'll be in later. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing that I did wrong, mm-hmm. right, I don't mm-hmm. think. But the expectation, obviously, is that I was going to respond at 8 o'clock. Their expectation, mm-hmm. I should clarify, not my mm-hmm. own. That I was going to respond at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was going to affirm that I would do this thing for them 12 hours mm-hmm. later. And then I would come in and I would immediately do it. And that is very difficult for me because I I don't believe that it is, quote unquote, fair that that person get to put something on my to-do list without my permission. But also... Yeah, I'm it's not business. sure. Well, and I'm not sure I'm going to look at it, that. I want to encourage you to look at it like that because that person's just making a bid. He's requesting something. Sure. Right, and he mm-hmm. has a right to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you add it to your to do list, right, is up to you. That's true. Right. That's true. So mm-hmm. I think there's this place where, first of all, the the whole pressure of electronic communication. Right is that some people believe or have become accustomed to this idea mm-hmm. that everybody is always accessible. Right. And we individually have the responsibility to set our own limits. Mm-hmm. And I believe that includes right. whether or not I transfer that bid to my to-do list. Yes, right. 
And so it might be helpful mm-hmm. if you kind of think about all those things, like how many of these tasks that are out there are you going to pick up to put on your list today right. versus they they wrote it on your list. You don't have to accept a bid. I don't. And 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 that's that's completely true. I think the only kind of asterisk that I would add to that is you then have to worry about what's going to happen to you publicly on social media if you choose not to respond yeah. or choose not to add it to your to-do list. And, you know, I, I run two different businesses, really. Um, I have the planner company. And then I have a local print shop where mm-hmm. I um, help, you know, local companies mm-hmm. with their printed mm-hmm. material. And the on the planner thing is is survive. I mean, I survive with that through the online reviews right. and the things that I get. Right. So it's very, very detrimental. To get a negative like, review. That's right. Or yeah. to have someone, you know, post online. And... What ends up happening, and my friends are really, really very sweet and wonderful, and um, someone will maybe say something a little negative, or maybe there's like a, a thread of snark throughout, mm-hmm. you know, their comment that they're posting, and then I'll have four friends take a screenshot and text it to me and say, hey, did you see this? Mm-hmm. And they're so well-intentioned, mm-hmm. and that has saved my butt so many times. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't stop. Mm-hmm. So I'm here I'm complaining about something that I don't want them to stop doing. But it's just more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, here's something that I didn't respond to because I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And so now it's it's now grown exponentially. And and that's just the thing where I don't, I mean, I've been doing this a while. I think I just need more practice, first of all. I probably need more help. <laughs> um, but I just wish that this cultural piece that says we're always accessible didn't exist. Yeah, and... Sometimes that, again, I, I want to say that that can be established in policy, right? If you, right. If, if it's about setting the expectation. Yeah. And, for example, on my voicemail, I think if you leave me a message, I promise to respond by the end of the business day. Yeah. So for me, that's 8 o'clock at night. And often I'll return yep. calls on my way home from work. Yep. Um, but I'm generally not having a counseling session. I'm just saying, what do you need? And let's, right. you know, let's schedule something. Right. Yeah. If, if there was something on your website that said, mm-hmm. um, I'll respond within 36 hours or 48 hours, you know, mm-hmm. whatever seems to be like in your mind, people are either going to accept that when they do business with you mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, I, I do have an autoresponder on my emails um, saying that I'll get back to them within a couple days and that I don't return emails Friday through, you know, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Perfect. But it doesn't seem to have any. Well, but, <laughs> but I remind them of it when yeah. I'm responding. I'm sorry. You know, I saw that you sent me three emails yesterday. Yeah. I got them all. I, you know, generally respond to emails within three hours or, you know, three business days yeah. or whatever. Um, and I just kind of remind them of that. Yeah. But generally speaking, the damage has already been done in the meantime. On the other hand, and you know, it's it's an old adage that tr- bad news travels faster oh, than good sure. news, right? And that's never been more real. Right. But you cannot let, none of us can let those few bad news bears right. discourage us from the tribes that lift mm-hmm. us up. Right. right. You know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that because I don't work mornings, mm-hmm. there are some people that won't come to me as a yeah, therapist. Sure. Right. And that's okay. Yep. And if your clients need somebody who's going to respond by the end of the business day, <laughs> then you're not the company for them. That's true. And there's an element of acceptance that I think 
is needs to be kind of encouraged there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger problem, and what I kind of hear is that the the bigger problem is this idea that we're always accessible. Yeah. And again, we can't help what other people think or do or right. need or want. Yep. Yep. But we do need to set personal limits. Even I, I, we, I um, leave my te- my uh, sound on my phone, and so oh yeah, because my son's family lives in Europe. Every once in a while, in the middle of the night, there'll be a text bling, and of course, I immediately, if I hear it, I'm thinking, and I'm searching yeah. for my glasses, <laughs> and I need to pick up my phone, and then I don't have my light dimmed, and I'm like, look, it was the blue light. <laughs> And it's simply that that my daughter-in-law did a thumbs up on a picture that my younger daughter had sent six hours earlier. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which that's my fault. Why did sure. I feel compelled? Right. Totally I have to yeah. remind myself that if there's an emergency, they will call me. They won't text me. Yeah. So we that's true. we have to set our own limits. Well, and another thing that I think is is funny is that I know that I cannot be the only one with this issue because there are so many memes on the internet, yeah. right? And memes are funny because they're true. You know, there's one that I'm, I'm, I just pulled up Google for texting memes and one says, I text back embarrassingly fast or three days later, there is no in between. <laughs> and I sort of feel like, oh my gosh, that's me, you know? Yeah. Um, it's funny because it's true yeah i (laughs) there's all of them i heard a team one of my teenagers said to me once she was coming in with some kind of friend trouble and she goes i can't believe they left me on red (laughs) and i'm like they did what yeah (laughs) they left me on red I didn't know what that meant until like a year ago i'm ashamed to admit it (laughs) oh my gosh i just found out a couple months ago (laughs) And so I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm an old lady. What's, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I know I'm really old to her. Right, right. <laughs> um, and, and so this thing. And that most you better of, tell people what it is. Well, I was going to say most of our listeners probably know because I'm, <laughs> I'm probably older than most of them. But um, it means if you have your red receipts turned on yes. so that the person you texted can see whether or not you read their yeah. text yeah. but didn't reply yeah. the not replying is leaving somebody on red yes. r-e-a-d so they know that you, you know it. that they looked at it right but they chose not to respond they chose not to respond right. yeah. and the and this girl was very upset yeah. that she got left on red and apparently that's a thing it is yeah but i want to say this about <laughs> texting and I know I've said it before, and I'm, I don't know that it's ever going to make a difference if I say it, but I feel compelled to say, do not communicate any kind of emotional expression that is controversial or negative via text message. Yep. Do not. Or email. Or an email. <laughs> Although emails can be a little bit more because you're generally not paraphrasing. Right. Oftentimes in text, we take verbal shortcuts. Right. 93% of our communication is nonverbal. Yeah. If you're trying to communicate an emotion through text, you're getting 7% of the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just not working. Right. So much is getting lost. And I have clients come in 
that show me a text message that I have to completely scroll through. <laughs> and I'm like, holy moly, how long did it take to type this thing out? <laughs> um, if I'm going to text that long, I'm going to go to my laptop, type it, and then cut and paste because yeah. I can't, my thumbs don't work that fast, yeah. right? It's not helpful. The, the thing that I do is it, and I, I struggle with actually justifying this, so I'm interested to hear what you think about it. So let's say someone emails me, and I'm in the middle of something, whatever it is, I don't care whether it's taking a nap or, you know, at the movies with my kids or walking around the mall, and I don't respond for several hours, and the person will text me again. And I'll say, I'm sorry I didn't respond. I was in the middle of the movie with my kids. And I want to tell them that I'm not being rude. I was just literally not able to text back. But I also feel like, why am I even justifying this at all? I don't need to be sorry. I, I intended to do it. Yeah, you know, remember in our last discussion how you said that one of your kids was tapping you on the shoulder, you know, and, yes. and or on the arm? arm. <laughs> And you felt so annoyed because yes. he wanted your attention right then and you were in the middle of something. Yeah. I think that's a little bit of, it's, mm -hmm. it's exactly what that, we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. That people who text you, mm -hmm. um, and this is inter interesting because I'm wondering if it's a cultural, like a, a age difference. Mm -hmm. I don't feel compelled to answer text messages the minute they come in. Yeah. Um, I... I distance myself from the tapping on the arm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, I wonder, and I wonder if I always did, I'm kind of sitting here trying to yeah, make an assessment, but that seems to be what's happening is that kind of urgency you're picking up or you're absorbing the yeah. urgency, maybe lots and lots and lots of people are doing this. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I really feel that way. I want to suggest that you sit back and think about what kind of boundaries have I set for myself right. on my availability to other people and how do you feel about it? Why, I just wonder if growing up in that culture has kind of created this internalization of needing to be immediately accessible. Yeah. I don't, you know, and right. honestly, I remember the days when they're, was no call waiting, you know, and you, if you, you tried to call them. somebody and there you got a busy signal, you didn't get instant access. Right, right. And so this instant gratification, the instant access, yep. to be honest, this is a, something that happens in your own head. Right. You have the ability to set that limit. Uh -huh. And if it's not working for you, yeah. set the limit. Right. You don't have to tell somebody you were at the movies with their kids. Right, you can exactly. just simply say, I was unavailable. Right. Yeah. I, I do say, I, I had somebody um, text me through my Google Voice number last uh, when I was on vacation. And I just said, I'm sorry for the delay in response. I was out of the country. Yeah. And now I'm getting back to you when I can. And I'm not going to make an apology for it. No. I am not constantly accessible to anyone other than my kids. Right. I have a friend, um, I have a good friend who's Amish, actually, and so obviously she doesn't have a cell phone, <laughs> uh, which I'm envious of some days, but uh, 
she calls obviously she has she has a phone it's mm-hmm. just not in her home it's mm-hmm. a landline that's outside i don't know for for people that aren't we're kind of surrounded by amish culture but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know they do have phones and they're allowed mm-hmm. to use them they're just not in their homes right. they're usually shared between a neighbor or two and they're outside of their property um and so she calls us and she's you know she cleans for us and several of my friends and so she's you know scheduling and making adjustments to her schedule and um, I have another friend who does not like to talk on the phone. And I mean, like, I'm not sure she's ever picked up the phone ever when I've called. Like, really? she just really prefers texting. My husband doesn't like talking on the phone either, but too bad. I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so my friend will call me and I'll answer. And I do make an effort to answer when she calls mm-hmm. because I know that it's more difficult to get a hold of right, her. Right. Um, and so I'll answer the phone. She says, hey, can you go ahead and text our, our friend? Um, I've tried again to call her, and she's not answering. Can you tell her this, 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 and I'll relay the message. And that's so strange to me because my friend has obviously put up a really good boundary, <laughs> right? Like she's – maybe it's a little too extreme. I kind of – I guess I personally think it's a little too extreme. But she's not going to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it – I, I want to help my friend, my Amish friend, and so I'm willing to be the intermediary mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, an, you know, there's just so many crazy stories about communication and people's preferences, and I think a lot of people don't like talking on the phone. Um, my husband and, and my friend are certainly not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of internet memes about that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it, it definitely does relate to boundaries, that's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, for people who, I mean, I appreciate that people don't have time to just sit and chat. You know, and when I was a sure. teenager, I sat on my bed with a corded <laughs> phone yep. for hours with my parents saying, get off the phone. Right. Um, but I know that the teenagers I raised would rush home from school, sit down at the computer, and instant message everybody, right? And yeah. they, were being, they were able to talk to five people at a time. Yeah. And now today, it's just sitting down and talks to, or texting. Uh, I almost said toxting. I wonder <laughs> if that's a Freudian slip, like toxic texting. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I, I am um, one of my neighbors works at the local high school in our school district. And she has told me that they used to do a lot of social events at the high school, you know, like talent shows or, you know, that sort of thing. And that mm-hmm. I mean, and they don't do it anymore. And I was like, well, why? And she said, because they don't come. The students don't come anymore because they're on their phone. They, they just, they don't want to go, like, to do something in person. They just want to be in a room on yeah. their phone. Yeah. And so, you know, I definitely think there are so many benefits and blessings that come from social media and having these communication Mm -hmm. avenues that we didn't used to have but obviously there's some very detrimental behavior that happens as a result yeah and if you're talking about a high school i don't i'm trying to remember where i heard this but very recently in a conversation i heard somebody talking or i was involved somehow in a conversation about students in the lunchroom when i was growing up the lunchroom was loud and crazy and noisy yeah same um, but they're saying now in the high schools, it's not. Well, that's that crazy. Everybody's sitting down on their phones. Yeah. You know, and you could have a group of kids talking to each other. And I know in my house, when all my kids are home, they text each other across the couch. Yeah, right, right. Um, even last week uh, or when week before last, when I was with my son and his wife, 
I'm pretty sure that we were outside. My daughter-in-law was on her phone. My son had his phone, and I think I was telling the story, and I watched him text, and then she looked up and said, what? I'm paying attention. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) So literally, the three of us are just there, right? And this kind of comes on the scope of our conversation last week about listening. Yes. She was doing her social media thing. I was telling a story. He was kind of listening, but he stopped and he texted her apparently something along the lines of, hey, put your phone down. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so funny. And I'm guilty of that, too. And I think, like, I want to capture that moment. And so I'll post something on Instagram. But it's just, it's a good reminder that you have to really think about how things are coming across because... You know, what you think of is, oh, I really want to take this picture and write this caption down really quick so I can remember this or my kids can remember this, like, is seen by as someone else is not listening. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, the other part when we think, I'm going to shift gears just a little to email, we yep. we get so much email. Yeah. And I know we get a ton of junk mail, right? And everybody, yep. I, everybody I know complains about the amount of junk mail. I want to put it just a little ad yeah. for an app called Unroll Me. Yeah. I've heard of that. It is awesome. And if you use that app, it eliminates junk mail so well. Yeah. Uh, You have to go through it maybe, you know, once every couple of months and kind of retell it or re-instruct it on what you don't want. That's a great tip because I do tell, I'll get in our, my Facebook group and I'll say, hey, look, you are the only one that's going to control how many emails you get that's like right. that are junk mail. So go and unsubscribe. Yeah. Because this does take up your time. Yes, it absolutely. It does. Well, that, and that's what Unroll Me does yeah. is you tell it, hey, I don't want this. So it will unsubscribe you. Right. And because it's a pain in the butt, oh, let's sure. face it, to go yeah. through every email and click the unsubscribe button. And then it might have you go to two other screens and click stuff and you're like, oh, yeah. get me out of this. And for texting um, and phone calls that you don't want, don't forget there are national do not call lists. You go online, you put your cell phone number in there, you put, I don't know many people have a house phone, but you put your house phone number in there. And then if you get an unsolicited call, all you have to do is say, my name is on the do not call list, and that person will hang up because it's technically against the law. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to post something on our Instagram page today or maybe, yeah, tomorrow about what people, I'm just curious what people think is like the acceptable time frame for returning emails and phone calls. That's I'm a so good question. In that. Yeah, yeah, that is a good question. So we'll get more of a, and there's probably an adequate, uh, Forbes has probably put yeah. out some kind of a business etiquette, but just yeah. personally even, mm-hmm. is there an accepted time frame? Yeah. I will say my brother hates group messages. Yeah. You know, he's included in a few of our family group texting, yep. um, but he doesn't reply. And there are times, like if I'm trying to organize a family dinner, I need you to yeah. reply. Right. <laughs> Do not leave me unread. <laughs> <laughs> if I am trying to coordinate a family function, right? Or, yeah. hey, you guys, is anybody interested in getting together on Sunday? You right. Know, Everybody will reply except him. Yeah. Well, he has a big family. I have to account for those four people. Right. You know, so there are times when it's really rude. Now, I don't expect you to respond right this minute. You don't have to respond today. Right. Um, I'll also put in a little plug. You know, I'm 
I don't like to bother people. Mm-hmm. So I will say that when like my kids um, let me follow them on Find Friends, mm-hmm. and I don't care where they are. This is it's not because oh, I'm a sure. creeper. I don't look at yeah. it unless I want to talk to them. Right. And then I look at it. Yeah. And I see, are you at work? Or are yeah. you, does it look like you're busy? But if you're home, then I'll call you. Sure. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, same with a, a friend of mine who has a, a kind of a sales job. If she, if I see that she's not home, mm-hmm. I don't call. Right. Because then she's either out to lunch with a friend or she's, you know. I have a, I have a similar app. It's just my husband and I are the only two people on there, though. Because um, sometimes he gets bad cell reception in mm-hmm. his office. And so it's if I'm calling and he's not responding, like, I have a tendency to worry. And so I'll be like, oh, he's just in his office. Like, mm-hmm. he just can't get the calls not coming through. Um, but he called me the KGB because <laughs> I wanted to have this app on there. <laughs> but he and he changed his tune when I got in that accident. And mm-hmm. he could immediately mm-hmm. see where I was to right. come get me. Right. So. And <laughs> it, there are, you know, this, here we are talking about this instant access right but then we're saying hey it's nice to know <laughs> at every moment where you are right so we do have to remember to take the good and the bad that's right yep. um and it i think at the end of the day it still comes down to setting personal boundaries yeah and limits for what feels acceptable and tolerable to you and then making sure that everybody understands what those are yeah my fourth grader um, well, gosh, now it's, he's almost done with school. He's almost a fifth grader. Um, wants a phone really bad, mm-hmm. really bad. And Ten it, years old. it is unfathomable to me that a, a child that age would want a phone. And I mean, it's a hard no. He's not getting mm-hmm. one. Um, and I, uh, maybe I should be more honest with him because I've just said, no, you don't need one. Mm-hmm. But maybe I, I should have a conversation with him and say, look, there's a lot of really complicated things that come with having a phone mm-hmm. and I'm not even good at it. And I'm 35 Mm -hmm. and I don't want to, you know, it's a lot of responsibility that you're just not ready for, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, I can't imagine a fifth grader. My youngest daughter got a phone when she was 10. Yeah. She went through three of them before she was 12. (laughs) She couldn't find them. Yeah. They got lost. And when we moved out of that house and I went to give all of the old, I used to, I donated all Mm -hmm. of their old coats in an arm zipper pocket, <sighs> I found one of those phones. <laughs> you know, and but you make a good point. There are few um, ten-year-olds that are actually responsible enough right. to handle uh, what comes with having a yeah, phone, yeah. and they're not cheap. I mean, let's face they're it, not. that was a little flip phone from sure. you know fifteen years ago. But um, I think it's also important to let kids have kind of a coming of age treat. Yeah. And so definitely. by the time they're 13, it's probably time to have a phone, especially yeah. if they're doing after school sports or, yep. you know, if they're by the time they hit middle school, that's mm-hmm. a more appropriate time. Yeah. We, uh, we don't have a home phone. We've, as an Same. adult, I've never had one actually. Never? Not, not as mm. an adult living on my own. No, I've never had one. Um, and that's gotten tricky because my fourth grader is to the age where we let him stay home by mm-hmm. himself uh, for, you know, stretches at a time. And it's always like, well, how do you get a hold of us if you need us? Because that's obviously a safety issue and right. above anything else. But um, for all of you parents who might be having the same uh, frustration quandary. or mm-hmm. quandary, yeah, we have a Google Home. 
and you can have him record like his voice on there and so then he can say hey google call dad Mm -hmm. and it'll he can then make that wi-fi call to my husband or myself and that's good enough yes that's good enough for now i think google i google and this isn't necessarily a plug for google but (laughs) more like personal experience that google voice has a lot of really cool features yeah and wi-fi calling in general is a pretty cool deal i can call from europe free you know that's you know that's kind of a crazy thing i don't need an international calling plan you know as long as i'm on wi-fi I yep. can make a phone call to anybody. That's what I'm planning to use WhatsApp when my husband and I go to Ireland for two yeah. weeks this summer. Yeah, yeah. I know people use WhatsApp, and um, certainly iPhones um, connect with each other FaceTime, on Wi-Fi, yeah. FaceTime, audio calls. Yeah. And that's our discussion for today. We hope you will share this with everybody that you communicate with. And as always, we are super grateful that you took the time to listen. Next week, we're going to be talking about complaining And there's some really interesting brain research around that topic. So we hope that you will join us. If you have any questions or comments, we hope you'll reach out to us on our website, www.trythisathomepodcast.com. There, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Also, if you're so inclined, we would love a rating or review so others will know what you think. And of course, we invite you to join us on Instagram at Try This at Home podcast. For now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.